Hello, everyone. It's time for Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 208, season 9. Today's date is March 26, 2023, and welcome to the show. And today's show is a special show. It's uh, my second anniversary of the podcast uh, That's that was launched uh, two years ago, around March 21st, I believe. So I will talk about that on the show. Also, I will talk about the old Chicago indoor amusement park and mall. (laughs) Yeah, it was like a shopping mall, too. So I will talk about its history. Uh, I have a couple memories of that place. uh, So we'll see. Okay, and that was located in Bolingbrook, Illinois. (laughs) But uh, first, we're going to go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by... Adam's ice cream flavored gum. <laughs> this this one was a doozy. I remember this gum when I was a kid. And after after and this is this is a commercial from the early 1970s. After the commercial is played, and when I return, I'll explain about a couple memories of this gum. Okay, so sit back and enjoy, and I'll be right back. Thank you, everyone. Once upon a time, there was a little stick of gum that had no flavor. He asked Spearmint to be his flavor, but Spearmint already had a gum. He asked Cinnamon and Peppermint, but they were taken too. The fruit flavors just ignored him. And Watermelon was just too lazy. Then, just as he was about to give up, something wonderful happened. Ice cream. The greatest flavor in the world and no other gum had it. Together, they would be ice cream flavored gum. His search was over. And now you can get Adam's ice cream flavored gum in three great flavors. Vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Adam's ice cream flavored gum. Vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Adam's ice cream flavored gum. It was made by the Adam's uh, gum company, I guess. <laughs> so uh, I remember this gum very well. And it came in three flavors, uh, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. It had a, on the wrapper, had a clown holding an ice cream cone. 
this gum, uh, it was, uh, I think it was introduced around 1970 and it only lasted about a couple of years, 72, 73, something like that. And uh, I remember when you chewed this gum, the flavor didn't last very long. It was there like maybe, I don't know, five minutes. No, not five minutes, less than that. <laughs> so, so, and then once it was done, it didn't taste very well. And then you just spat it out or just threw it in the garbage, you know, take it out of your mouth <laughs> and do that. Uh, a few, a couple of memories of this gum. I used to, but uh, when I lived in the Roseland neighborhood in Chicago on the South side, my mom bought this gum for me. Uh, we, she bought it for me in Kresge's, I believe. Yeah, well, Woolworths. And also, uh, there was a store in the Pullman neighborhood that was east of the neighborhood. And a friend of my parents owned a grocery store right across from Pullman um, Elementary School. I went there for one year uh, in kindergarten. Uh, we lived in South Shore. Uh, then we moved over there. So I was half of half a year in Bradwell. Half a year that, that was located in the South Shore neighborhood, and on half a year at uh, Pullman, that was on East 112. My mom used to, you know, walk me over to the school. I was very young, and uh, I had great memories of that school. It, it's still there. It's beautiful. It's it's very nice. Uh, the store, like I said, was owned. Uh, from the friends of my uh, parents, and we bought I bought that gum. We bought a lot of uh, candy there. I remember beech nut uh, gum as well. Also, I got this gum when I went trick or treating uh, in Roseland. Yeah, I did a little trick or treating there, but we lived on Michigan Avenue, uh, right above uh, Shoe Store. My father owned the property, and also uh, we did. We did uh, dress up in Halloween costumes at school at Correus Elementary, and we I received that gum as well. Let's see. So I like the chocolate and vanilla strawberry, not too much, but uh, I look forward to the chocolate one. I like the the vanilla better. Uh, I wish they made Neapolitan. That would have been interesting. Uh, I don't know if the Adams. Uh, company is still around. I think it was bought by Nabisco or something like that. And, uh, and, uh, right now is, uh, I think it's part of the Cadbury company, you know, from England like that. And they still make like uh, dentine and chiclets. I've seen chiclets in a while. I used to like that. I like that fun size, you know, the little ones that, so that was another, uh, product that went into oblivion <laughs> just a reference to my other podcast that is the tv oblivion one okay okay so uh in the beginning of the program i said this will be the the second anniversary of the podcast of vanishing government stories also i will t uh, and then it, i will talk about old chicago indoor amusement park that was located in bolingbrook illinois so uh Let's get started. Uh, we'll talk about the podcast first. Uh, I believe I March. Uh, excuse me. I believe I launched it in March twenty first, twenty twenty one. I think I mentioned the history of this before, but I'll do it again. 
I was originally I was going to launch the podcast in t- January 2020. Unfortunately, uh, the month before that, I got diagnosed with prostate cancer, so I put that on hold. Right before that, uh, when I was diagnosed, I I wanted to do a podcast, so I enrolled in uh, a class uh, to learn how to do it. Uh, there were two classes. Uh, one got canceled, and then they told me just come to the second one. It didn't make sense. I go, all right, fine. <laughs> but I learned a lot online and how to do it and all that. But it wasn't really necessary. But the, the instructor was very uh, helpful and informative about launching it, saying uh, what, what what equipment you need, pick on a topic that you love. And it's true. And then mine was... Uh, Chicago history and my memories of that. And also based on the Facebook page, Fan Chicago Land. So I was going to launch it in January, January 2020. Then I got sick. Uh, then I got operated in April. Uh, it'll be three years uh, this coming month. So I had to wait till I get operated, go to radiation, recover. It took a while to do that. And I was not up to it. Uh, it was too weak. Uh, it was it was very trying. I just uh, was not a good time to do the podcast. So I wanted to do it later on in the year, but I was not ready. No, I was not ready. And then uh, so I decided uh, in 2021 I would do it in March. I was up to it, so I did, and I recorded my first episode. I was very nervous. Because I'd never done this sort of thing before. It's just something new to me. And I've, uh, I couldn't get it out of my mind. I have to do one. You know, because I have a wonderful topic to discuss. You know, even a couple of people uh, meant, uh, send me messages. say, well, you got to do a podcast on, on your page, on your Facebook page. Okay, uh, that was mentioned uh, to me, even mentioned in person, that is, excuse me, a couple years prior. And I said, no, I think about it. I think about it. But the more I thought about it, yeah, I'll do it. You know, I thought it'd be too hard to do an episode, but I'm, I'm for, uh, but fortunately, it's not. And I, there's so many topics to discuss. It's limitless. Uh, sometimes I repeat a couple, but that's okay. You know, because uh, people like to hear it again. Uh, I remember one guy on Twitter, he says, oh, you talked about this already. <laughs> well, fine. But uh, maybe other people haven't heard it yet. And, you know, they don't have time to go. I've done over 200 shows. You think, uh, I don't know if anyone's heard me every episode, possibly. But uh, we'll, I'm not sure. So... So I got I put together the podcast. Uh, then I used uh, some theme songs. I had old commercials. It's like an old radio show, you know. Nothing flashy, nothing uh, special effects like that. It's just plain. It's enjoyable, you know. Simple. People like that. They really do. I like it myself. <laughs> uh, it took a while to build up. You know the audience, uh, but now it's doing fine. Uh, I don't know what rank I am. I tried to find that out, but I'm not sure. But I guess, but I gained a lot of listeners over uh, for the past two years. 
And uh, the more I post on social media, and then I created a YouTube channel of the same name, uh, Vanishing Callahan Stories, and then it kind of grew a little bit. And uh, now they recognize that. As for feedback of the podcast, uh, most is positive, some are negative, because uh, I do a lot of um, um, um. I said this reason before. I'm very nervous. I don't like speaking. Uh, even there's nobody here. <laughs> I'm very nervous. Uh, I'm okay when I see somebody, you know, or meet or meet someone, you know, for lunch or dinner or talking, or go, or go to my church or uh, or any place. But uh, if I'm with a with a crowd. Oh, I, I just, I, the anxiety comes in and I just go crazy, you know, it's, but I'm that type of person. I don't like to talk like that. I, I love to talk, but I don't uh, like to talk with people, a group of people like that. That's why I don't like going to parties that much. It's uh, very awkward for me. It's always been like that since I was a kid. And uh, other, other complaints I got from people is, uh, I don't hear you well. Uh, you don't. You're wrong on a few things. It's just true. Sometimes there's mis misinformation. Okay. And uh, so I tried to correct that. Uh, if I remember, um, I apologize for that. You know, I do my best. I really do. Uh, some people don't care. They just love listening to me, especially. Uh, my family, uh, my friends, my followers, they loved hearing this. They look forward to it. And uh, I wish I could do this every day, but it's a little hard because uh, well, I have other things to do. I have responsibilities. I can't do that. And uh, so I will continue whenever I can. There's so much to talk about. There really is, like I said before. And uh, someone... Some people uh, send me uh, messages, they request, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that? And I said, sure, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to remember, you know, you know, because Chicago has a rich history. There is so many uh, things that have disappeared and uh, they wish they would, and they, they wish they would come back and they would just uh, talk about the simpler times of that when their favorite store, their favorite restaurant, uh, I talk about events that's uh, happens in Chicago or like a celebrity, you know, that's Chicago connected. I would do that as well, you know, because based on my memories when I was growing up here, you know, watching on TV, listening to the radio, reading the newspaper, you know, sometimes it's sad, sometimes it's funny. You know, it depends on the situation. So I really, I'm very fortunate, and uh, so I've been a podcaster. That's uh, it's amazing. Someone emailed and said you are now a podcaster, and that's that's a nice feeling. You know, someone say that and uh, get recognized for that. That's kind of cool. <laughs> okay, that is all for that, and. Uh, Right now, I'm going to talk about the old uh, Chicago Indoor Amusement Park, that mall. <laughs> so let's get started. Okay. Uh, 
let's see what we have here. Uh, Old Chicago was it was a combination indoor amusement park and shopping mall, and that was located in Bolingbrook, Illinois. It was southwest of Chicago, and it opened on June seventeenth, nineteen seventy five. And it closed in March 17th, 1980. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's kind of scary like that. And uh, I remember when it opened. I remember the commercials. People talked about it. And it had a lot of fanfare. And uh, it drew a crowds when it opened. And uh, because it was promoted very well. And... Uh, when it opened, it had over 15,000 visitors. That's a lot. Oh my God, that was that was something. And it had ride, you know, amusement park rides. Uh, for example, they had three roller coasters, a Ferris wheel, uh, shopping. Uh, it resembled like uh, the shopping mall is like the. It, rem it, rem it uh, reminded of the 1893 World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago, like in the, in the South Side. And uh, so uh, to tell you the truth, I've never been there. I never went. I never was invited. I, I asked my mom to take, but she, she started driving around that time. And she was too scared to drive far away. So I had to ask some kids, other parent, if they could go i think i remember one maybe one kid in my old neighborhood that was going uh i wanted to go but there were too many kids so uh, i didn't i was not invited you know so i was disappointed i wanted to see it so i guess not and uh when they came back i asked him how was it he said it was cool i liked it it was great okay that's fine Unfortunately, I never went, like I said before. Okay. Uh, so the address of the place was 5555 five, 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 South Bolingbrook Drive in Bolingbrook, Illinois. Uh, the man who designed it, uh, his name was Robert Brindle. And he got that idea when he visited a Knott's Berry Farm, that famous uh, amusement park in Buena Park, California. Always want to go there, you know. And uh, he figured, why don't we do something like that in Chicago, but something unique? It would be indoor, not outdoor. So this park would be open every day, all year round, which is great. You know, it's a very novel idea. All right. Why not? We'll do that. And... Uh, so, like I said before, they had a um, they had a grand opening, and uh, they had a old Chicago TV commercial, and they had this young lady tap dancing on top of the dome. If you see pictures of old Chicago, you see that dome like that, and she was dance tap dancing, and there was a cameraman inside a helicopter filming it and uh heard it was very windy that day of course it's a windy city so 
that uh, I I don't know if I I don't I don't think the commercial is on YouTube. I, I I try to find it, but I think there's a clip somewhere on that. So uh, I wonder what she's doing now. <laughs> Her name was Michelle Muth M A U T H E. She must be wondering. Oh my God, I'm famous for that. <laughs> Uh, construction of the mall was not yet not yet finished because there was still electric wiring exposed. So they worked around, uh, the the construction crews worked around the clock just to finish it, like the like the following week, and then it, then everything went fine. And the uh, when the and then when the place opened, it received over fifty thousand visitors each weekend, which is nice. You know, that's that's spectacular for a pl something uh, amazing like that. And uh, so it had not only had uh, rides and uh, stores, it also had uh, concerts. I'll get to that in a moment. It was all kinds of entertainment. Also had arcade games like uh, pinball machines, a skeet ball, based on pictures I found. So that's so there was something for everyone. You know, if you don't want to ride on a amusement park or you're scared to death, go play the uh, go to the arcade and play games or go to a concert and be entertained. You do that. Just like Great America. It's just like Six Flags, which then was called Marriott's Great America, you know, and it opened around the same time. And uh, but that was more successful. And that was that's located in Gurney, Illinois, like that. Okay. Then uh, let's see what else. Uh, so the uh, the roller coasters they had there were three of them. One was called the Chicago Cat, and uh, the other one was uh, the Chicago Cat was. Uh, was it like a steel uh, uh, roller coaster? I think it was called the Zyklon or Galaxy or something like that. Uh, that was there from the beginning to the end. All three of them were, as a matter of fact. Uh, they had the toboggan. Uh, so I don't know much about that. And also, last but not least, was the Chicago Loop. That one was very famous and very memorable and people enjoy that roller coaster they really did and it was like a corkscrew you know is inverted like that that's, that's kind of nice i wouldn't mind riding that <laughs> I, I didn't so so um anyway so they had other rides, uh, for example. Yeah, they had other rides. Oh, before I get to the rides, uh, when you enter the uh, the building, they had two lions um, on pedestals. And it reminds you of like the Art Institute. It really did. And that was kind of nice, you know, to do that. And uh, so there was, after the park closed, uh, they were moved and then some According to some uh, stories, they were someone has possession of them to this day, so that's kind of you know so they're probably a collector's item by now. Okay, and uh, let's see. So w before I get to the rise right now, I'm going to play a commercial, 
from 1976. And this is the old Chicago amusement park. And it uh, mentions the Chicago Loop. And uh, so just sit back and enjoy a simpler time back then. Uh, thank you, everyone. I'll be right back. The Chicago Loop, the scariest ride around. Rides for the little ones, a circus for everyone. Over 31 rides and attractions. Old Chicago is the good time place. Only 30 minutes from downtown. Everyone's favorite magician, Mayor Charlie Baffle, the Windy City Wizard, performs dazzling feats of magic daily in the music hall at Old Chicago. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial of, of Old Chicago Music Park that featured the Chicago Loop uh, roller coaster. That roller coaster, uh, after the, the amusement park closed, it uh, moved, I believe it moved to Alabama at a state, uh, state fair or something like that, but now it went to uh, a theme park called Knoebel Lake Park. And it was renamed the Knoebel Corkscrew. And uh, I think they repainted it. I don't know if they redesigned it. I'm not sure. And uh, that was there from 1987 until 2021. So I don't know what, I don't know why they closed it. So that was a couple of years ago. And uh, seems to me it became very popular as well. So that's uh so that lived on after that after old Chicago uh, closed up, and uh, before I get to the rides, uh, I'm going to mention a couple things about what of uh, old Chicago. Uh, they had uh, they had a tragedy over there, and uh, there was a uh, there was a guy. He was on a trapeze. His name was uh, Jimmy Troy. He was 56 years old. He was called the Comedy of King Air, and he fell 20 feet to his death. From, from from the trapeze at the old Chicago Circus, oh, that was devastating. You know that was, and you know people witnessed that. Oh, that's not that's not good. <laughs> like that. Also, uh, you know they had the they had the shopping over there. Uh, most of the stores were not anchor stores, like for example Sears, J.C. Penney. Marshall Field, uh, Montgomery Ward. They didn't have those. They tried to attract them to come over there. No luck. So it suffered because, and then they kept closing one by one like that. Uh, they had restaurants. Uh, they had the beer garden. Yeah, that was one of them. Um, they had a couple of fast foods, Arby's, roast beef. Also Wendy's, they had that. Also, they had a, pizza, a couple of pizza places. Um Time for pizza, like that. As for business, uh, submarine sandwiches, like that. Also, candy stores, uh, like sugar and spice. 
uh, they hot dogs they sold also a couple other businesses they had to like two bookstores old chicago bookshop and also they had a b dalton uh bookstore that's kind of cool also there was magic sh- uh trick shops marshall brodine who played Wisso on bozo circus had a had a magic shop there at one time uh i don't know how long it was there maybe less than a year but he did own one and he did i don't know if he was there <laughs> probably i'm sure he was there so they probably had he thought uh, he heard old chicago was opening he says why not open a magic shop i'll do that so that kind of suffered because uh you know there was no anchors uh, like that so that was that was a shame so each little store uh closed as the years went on and uh that was devastating you know because economically that is and uh let's see what else also uh well, of course they had souvenir shops you know by the entrance so you could buy balloons banners hats t-shirts anything and you do find those on ebay from time to time they're collector's items and they're, that's kind of cool like that also uh maps of the place like that so right now i'm going to talk about the rides they had some of them that is uh like for example they had the roundup uh they had the tilt world they had the chicago bobs i don't know if it's the same bobs as riverview maybe uh the scrambler the spider they had a merry-go-round, you know, on carousel. Also, later, after about a couple of years, they opened Monster of the Midway. They opened that. They had their own rotor, just like the one at Riverview, where you stand and you draw around like that. They had antique cars. Uh, then, around that time, in 19, uh, when Monster of the Midway opened, they had Barnstormer, where it's like these old-fashioned planes. They did that. They had bumper cars, uh, the Enterprise, Tradment. They had a Ferris wheel and uh, the paratroopers. Um, there was the Four Seasons. It was kind of a dark ride. Also, the Yo-Yo, the Debakken, that's the uh, roller coaster, Screamer, uh, the Windy City Flyer, and, of course, the roller coasters, uh, what was that called? The uh, Chicago Cat, and that was... Uh, renamed uh zyklon and the chicago loop also they had a water ride called the chicago log race they had that as well so i think a lot of people wanted the wanted to ride on the chicago loop also uh they had the fairgrounds that was a section where they had kitty rides uh, some games a haunted house uh celebrities appeared there like for example vincent price I heard he was a big roller coaster fan, according to some sources, and he made an appearance there. And uh, also, other celebrities uh, came, uh, like local celebrities, like from the radio, you know, WLS, like uh, uh, like Bob Surratt, he was there as well. And uh, John Rickers Landecker, he he went there as well. They also had the Musker District Telethon. I don't know if Jerry Lewis went there. I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> but 
you know what was famous for for that uh, were the acts, musical acts that performed there. They had comedians that performed there as well. I don't know which one. So here are some of the acts that did perform. Not not everybody. Uh, there was what Leaf Garrett uh, sang. There was uh, Black Oak, Arkansas. Tommy James and the Shondells. The Coasters. Wild Cherry. You know, played that funky music. <laughs> Chubby Checker. Everyone remember Chubby Checker performed there. Uh, and they said he was great. Jan and Dean, Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard, Shana and uh, Gary U.S. Bonds, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Gloria Gaynor. This was the disco era. They also had their, uh, they, they had a disco there. I forgot the name of the, uh, Windy City Disco, I think it's called. I think it's called that. I'm not sure. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The Guess Who performed? Rick Nelson. Uh, let's see who else, if I didn't forget anything, uh, Peter Tork from the Monkees performed, just him. <laughs> yeah, not, not the rest of the guys, uh, Freddie Boo Boom Cannon. Also, uh, Willie Ames from It Is Enough, he performed, he sang there. I don't know if he's a good singer. Also, Anson Williams, he's a good, from, you know, Potsy from Happy Days, he, he appeared there. <laughs> also, the Hudson Brothers. Oh boy, that was funny. Um, also, everyone remembers the Ramones. They performed there, you know. Uh, that was I, from what I heard from people from comments on on my Facebook page. Uh, they were wonderful. They were it's amazing they performed there. Also, the robots of C three PO and R two D two. That was probably during the time that. Uh, Star Wars was big back then, so that that's kind of cool. That really is. So it drew a nice. Uh, they had a great, uh, great quality list of performers there, <laughs> and people probably some people have still have tickets like that. And uh, so, um, unfortunately, you know, it was losing money every year like that and uh, that's a shame because of that um one thing i want to mention excuse me one thing i want to mention about old chicago was uh something famous it was the 1978 movie the fury and they filmed it there and uh you could find that scene on youtube if you haven't seen the movie i saw it in the movie a long time ago i barely remember it uh but i remember the the promotion, the trailers they showed on TV. That, that movie is scary. And then the scene, they had uh, actor Andrew Stevens. That's uh, Stella Stevens' son. He had telekinesis. And uh, he was, like, causing trouble like that. And uh, he passed by the rides. And uh, so that so if you watch the movie, you would notice old Chicago. And uh, I don't know how they... Did they close? I think they did close the park for that particular time and brought in uh, extras, you know, to be in the movie. I think that's what happened. And that's what people, most people remembered about Old Chicago was th that movie. They was associated with that movie. <laughs> like that. Okay. So, um, 
let's see what else uh so it each year it just declined attendance was declining they were losing money uh some some the rides were kind of becoming unsafe and unpopular so and uh let's see what else so it's just a novelty wore off so because and there was competition from the uh six flags great america which is called marriott's back then you know and uh that's a shame it really was and uh well but let's see what else so there did i forget about a couple of things they also had a dunk tank there uh most kitty rides uh they had the paratroopers i think i mentioned that uh so uh, they tried so it closed on uh, march 17 1980 but uh they wanted to do something else like that they wanted to uh turn into maybe some sort some form of entertainment maybe a casino or there was rumor that uh they wanted uh comiskey park to move there you know for the chicago white Sox. that didn't happen I remember the news they told about that. And uh, let's see. So the designer of the, you know, who's uh, old Chicago, Robert Brindle, he was removed and uh, at the time, right before they closed. And then um, so uh, Illinois Central took uh, full control of the mall. And they rescheduled the hours, and they added new attractions, and but that didn't work. And they began closing on Mondays and Tuesdays. And there were a couple; they had a couple fire Fourth of July fireworks display, and uh, that caused some fires and uh, injured a few people, like that. And uh, so they closed, like I said, they closed in March of 1980. And, but the, actually the mall didn't close right away. They closed about maybe a year or two, a, a year later or like that. Uh, so, uh, like I said before, they tried to try to make it a casino. They tried to turn it into a baseball stadium. Nothing happened. And also then became at like a car dealership later on. And then finally, the park was demolished in in the spring of 1986. But you know, it sat idle for like between like six years, uh, like five years, like that. And then uh, the latest news about this place: Amazon bought the company. Uh, before that, it was the Arena Auto Auction address, and then they changed the address from you know five 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 to two hundred Old Chicago Drive. So Amazon bought the uh, bought the property in twenty twenty. So far, nothing's happened. It's it's just sitting idle. You know, there's nothing there. Uh, according to some people on Facebook, they say oh they drive by and uh, nothing. There's no movement. There's I don't know what's going on. Maybe they changed their minds. You know, from from what I heard in the lately in the news, uh, Amazon's like 
laying off people. You know, they cutting jobs. So maybe that has some effect on that. Well, we'll see. So uh, some people who live in Boilingbrook, you know, they they drive by, they see that, and they just, uh, oh, they see that empty lot. And there was old Chicago, that big, huge building. And, you know, it's like the parking lot is crammed with cars. And that's why I posted that picture of uh, a color photo of old Chicago with the 1970s cars. That's kind of cool. Just That was my era. <laughs> so people love that. Yeah, that's that's a shame. Like that. Okay, I think that's it. Uh, I don't want to go into more uh, detail of that uh, because I think I cover out most of everything about old Chicago, uh, music, in, indoor amusement park. That is. So I'll do a recap of what I said on today's program. I talked about my uh, second anniversary of my podcast, Spanish Chicago and Stories. Also, I talked about the Old Chicago Indoor Amusement Park in Bolingbrook, Illinois. So uh, once this podcast is finished, I will publish it. It'll be available wherever podcasts are. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify. Also on my YouTube channel, Van Chicago and Stories. You, that's easier for most people. I've been told many times. Also be on my social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter. Also on my blog, Banner Chicago Land Up blog, if you'd like. And uh, it'll be ready this afternoon. So just uh, keep an eye on it <laughs> like that. Uh, I will do another episode uh, maybe next, uh, next weekend. We'll see. You need time to think. So I'll come up with a, a dandy one. <laughs> People don't say dandy anymore. I know. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> so that's it. And, uh, oh, I want to mention one thing. If you can find uh, you can find commercials on YouTube uh, for Old Chicago, there is one with George Went, who's famous as Norm Peterson from Cheers. I watched that, and it's hilarious. <laughs> this is before Cheers, so... Uh, what must he be thinking when he's, when he's doing, what must he be, I'm sorry, what must he be thinking now that he did this commercial? That, <laughs> oh boy, uh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, well, he acted, uh, did some acting before he hit big with Cheers, so I guess he did some commercials, and that was old Chicago, like that. Also, there was the mayor. Yeah, I forgot about the mayor. Uh, his name was Baffle, I think. Uh, I don't know. Like that. Uh, if I think of the name, I'll think of it. I'm sorry. So, uh, so that's it. That's it, everyone. So this is Pete Costanis, your host of Van Chicago and Stories, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Uh, everyone have a great Sunday. Um, and the, you know, for the rest of the weekend, I will talk to you soon. Uh, it's bye-bye for me. And <clears throat> excuse me. And here's Ray right here with a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.